Oh no, some scary clown squirted water all over my comics. Never fear, son. In Colorado, there is one place to go for all your comic needs. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh boy, thanks, Coins, Cards, Comics, man. Oh no, there's a lady hanging off that building. Can you save her? I can't save her, but you can also save 20% by getting a hold slot at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh no, she's falling. Did you know prices are also falling on back issues at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics? Thanks for saving me, Coins, Cards, Comics guy. Now I can buy my son the card games he wants and the sports memorabilia my husband wants. That's correct, ma'am. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics knocks it out of the park. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And tell them the real nerd sent you! Does this sound familiar? You're interested in purchasing that new action figure, but aren't sure if it's worth it? Well, come check out PlasticExplosion.com, where you can go to find all the latest and greatest action figure previews and reviews. Every week, they'll be bringing you reviews and picks from your favorite collections, such as DC Universe, Masters of the Universe Classics, Marvel Universe, Star Wars, Transformers, and many more. Come check us out at PlasticExplosion.com. That's PlasticExplosion.com. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoking taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman Smoking Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop Off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. Welcome to the podcast. I am Ryan. To my right is... James. To my left is... Brad. And a few weeks ago, we were given the honor to go up and attend at the Telluride Horror Show, which is an annual horror show that they hold in October in Telluride, Colorado. Beautiful. That Telluride, was so Colorado. much fun, man. Gorgeous. Except for it's hard to get food after 9 o'clock. It is. <laughs> it's really impossible weird. to get food <laughs> after 9 o'clock. And we were given access to filmmakers, which is really cool. We actually sat down with a lot of them, and we have a lot of great interviews. Um, the one we're going to highlight this week is The Battery, which made its world premiere there. It's a zombie movie but it's not exactly a zombie movie because it's more of a story between two friends well not even friends i guess two baseball players that were on the same team that kind of got thrust as friends in the zombie apocalypse yeah two Um, dudes bunch of zombies it was kind of funny how this started we were there um for the pig roast the opening night and uh we were invited there and we were told that there'd be uh filmmakers there i said okay yeah i mean who's gonna talk to us we'll just show up and (laughs) And stand around thing. and mooch their food. and Yeah. So as we were sitting there, uh, Brad was talking to a nice young lady, and we had no idea. Uh, well, no. No, my, it was Laura. Laura, my wife, yeah. said, hey, so someone knows who we are. And I said, who knows who we are? And her name was Kelly, and she geeked out on us, which was really awesome. Oh, it was amazing. She's a listener of the show from Connecticut. Yes. yes. So that's even aus- more awesome because we it have means fans in Connecticut. we're reaching people. Yeah. But what was more cool about it was, as talking to her, as we found out that 
she is actually the makeup artist on the battery. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend, Jeremy, is the writer, producer, star of the battery. And so it kind of gave us a really easy way in to talk to them. And yeah. I mean, right after the, the premiere, I remember me and James ran up to her and said, hey, we really want to talk to Jeremy and uh, Christian because they made a great movie and we'd love to see how they made it and the process of making it. Mm-hmm. And they $6, did. $6,000. They made it for $6,000. And so they, uh, they came in and they sat down and they brought all their producers and investors with them and... Well, not maybe not all of them, but the the room was full of yeah. people. And it, it was like a mini little post premiere party. It was it, really cool. yeah. It was a press conference, and people were laughing, and it was lots of fun. Um, I had lots of fun interviewing them. I know when we were doing mic test, we did afternoon delight, <laughs> and uh, it's really good. I mean, you should really listen to it. And then it's after, Anchorman level, it is it, Anchorman. It'll, yeah, it'll be on our first record. I'm pretty sure it was just a riff on Anchorman because I was talking to Jeremy afterwards, and he was talking about how he was just quoting Anchorman. <laughs> so I think that's what we, we we were going for, and we got it. And what was cool too is after we did that, we hung out with them, and then the next morning we had breakfast with them as well. Yeah, um, they were just they were so awesome. They were. It was great. It was a great time. It was, it was one of the most fun I had interviewing people. And, um, well, how about we listen to their interview and when we come back, I'll tell you a little bit more. Yeah, let's so. get it started because this cat is scratching the shit out of my balls. All right. Um, so no, really how is, yeah. far do we – are you getting me here? Yeah, uh, yeah um, we'll get you. Are you getting – I mean, like uh, how uh, – You guys, huddle? you're going you're gonna to have to be pretty close when you talk. You don't have to, yeah. like, all make out yeah. during yeah. the thing. Can you sing it to us? My baby gonna hold me Gonna find some afternoon daylight Motto's always been when it's right It's right while waiting till the middle of a cold dark night When everything's a little clearer in the light of day And you know the night is always gonna be the You just recorded your very first commercial for the battery We'll have that on every episode for the next month. <laughs> hello? What's up? Do you mean to talk more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, hello was good. Uh, I says this how, how am I doing? to me. Okay. Yeah? Okay, cool. cool. Are, are, are we ready to rock? Yeah, no, we're ready. That's what that meant. Welcome to the Telluride Horror Show and the Real Nerds interviewing filmmakers. I'm Ryan. This is James. Brad doesn't have a microphone. He's taking pictures. We are with the star, director, cinematographer of The Battery, which had its world premiere tonight. How about you guys introduce yourselves to everybody? Uh, I'm Jeremy Gardner. I'm actor, writer, director of The Battery. I'm Christian Stella. I'm the director of photography and technical whiz of The Battery. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Adam Kronheim, the other actor and producer on The Battery. Uh, right off the bat, I have to say that um, this movie was really good. (laughs) Um, I, uh, you know, you always, because you, when you do low budget horror, because I love horror, it can always be bad. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's an, always a fear I have because I love the genre so much. Yeah. Um, but going into it, um, we were nice enough to meet your girlfriend uh, the first day here. She's a doll. I know. She pumped you guys oh up. I'm like, well, it better be good because if it's not, we're just, you know, going to have to fake it. But <laughs> we don't. Um, so take us through the genesis of the project um, because she told us you wrote the script nine years ago or a while ago or nine how long ago? No, years. No, they've been together nine years. Oh, wrote it. oh she likes I to think she said a hundred years ago. A hundred years ago. Oh, yeah. 
No, 100 years we've been together, nine <laughs> years we've been... It just seems like that when you're in a relationship that long, right? Yeah. No, actually, the genesis of this is, is really interesting. You ever heard of an old site called Massify.com? No. no. Good, because they sucked. And they <laughs> um, no, Massify was, was, was uh, launched as a film uh, community... And what they were going to do was do the after dark. Thank you for my hey, scotch. drinks. Someone just brought me a scotch. Um, they were launched as a film community. And what they were going to do was, ca- was do a, a contest within the community to get a concept, a script, a director, and the stars of one of those after dark movies. You know, the after oh, yeah, dark yeah, yeah. horror yeah, series. Yeah. Uh, and it ended up being Perkins 14. Mm. I don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, but what the, the way that you cast, they were casting it was you would make a little audition tape for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got this idea. Let's just go. I'll, it'll be like my friend is videotaping our, our video diary of the post world. And I'll be, we'll be in a car and we'll just make this really quick zombie short and it'll be my audition tape. It'll just showcase me. And then we put it up there, and the voting system was so bullshit. It was like the top ten would get flown to L.A., mm-hmm. and it was like, but you can be like, you vote for my video, and I'll vote for your video. So you got like one guy just screaming in Times Square who's like number three. Um, but then I was like, I was got just so hung up on the idea of doing a, a character-driven like post-apocalyptic zombie movie, and I know that's like so cliche, but no. I just couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it, so that's where it started. It, it, it's cliched if it's, you've seen it before, but I'll tell you right now, as someone who's watched, I don't even know how many zombie movies I've watched. He's, he has dug through Netflix and watched every piece of shit he can find. I have watched Poultry Guys, just so you know. about Chicken li- of the Dead? Or yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, to me, it, yes, it's a zombie movie, but where I think your film succeeds is it's not a zombie movie. The zombies are part of the movie. No. But the story is actually between the two characters. I mean, each are different in their own respected way. It's how you look at the world and what you do with it. And um, there's moments in the movie that, you know, is just you side with Mickey and then, you know, you'll side with Ben. And then, you know, it's it's a great, great script and the performances are so good that it it just sells the movie. And so I think you guys have a hit here and I'm glad it's part of the world premiere. Hey, thank you so much. Yeah, that was the idea. I mean, that was the idea. Uh, Christian, the DP, he fucking hates zombie movies. I do. I can't can't stand zombie movies. So I would not have made, like worked on this movie. I made it. Yes, it's my movie. Uh, Like, yeah, I wouldn't have worked on this movie if I thought it was a zombie movie. And some of the earlier drafts of the script we're too much of a zombie movie. Yeah. And then eventually... What, you know, like nails through a baseball bat and wire on the windows? Yeah, yeah. He helped me pare down... Well, the budget helped us pare it down. <laughs> no. But then also Christian just being like, you don't need this, you don't need this, you don't need this. And, and full disclosure, Adam, my co-star, he doesn't like horror movies either. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I've, I've never been one to, to pick up a zombie movie, but... Um, I read the script, and Jeremy wrote such a great script that I just, you know, it was something that I was drawn to and I had to do, and it, it worked out beautifully. And you were desperate because you had no acting work. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't, as we were watching it, and I realized that it was a quiet, introspective zombie movie, and then I realized I'd never seen that before. Like, zombies are one of those things that have been so done to death, and you think, I've, I've seen this, I don't want to sit through another fucking zombie movie. And then, seriously, the first hour of this movie, I was I was in love. I was like, "This is this is amazing." Um, Thank you. And, yeah, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass at all because no, you're sitting at our table. I, 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 honestly, I, I told people, I told like I'm we're like keeping watched by all of my 
executive producers I know and editors over here. Nice. Uh, but I told I told every. Hey, don't pipe in. This is a podcast. This is not a democracy. <laughs> um, no, I told everybody, I said, if we get this movie into the hands of the geeks and the gatekeepers of indie horror, they will understand what we're trying to do. Yeah. They'll see past the budget and, and some of the things that didn't work. They will understand that this is new. This is different. And, and it's, it's, everybody sets out to, I'm going to do something different. Unless they don't. I mean, some people just set out to make a bash your head in zombie movie. Paul W. Anderson. <laughs> what? Paul W. Anderson. Uh, uh, yeah, um, but you know, I was like, I don't want to see that. I mean, I love zombie movies, and what, what does Kevin Smith say? If you feel like there is a void, fill it. And I felt like that. I was like, no, there's the, the. I love zombie movies, but I haven't seen the one I love the most. And the one I love the most is mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, back to the characters too. Um, I think Mickey, you make great choices because. He's a character that can come across as like a whiny bitch, oh, yeah. you know, because he has he has the moments I think is the hardest character to play. Uh, no offense, Jeremy, but like Ben is the fun I totally character. Totally agree. The, but Ben's the fun character, you know. You can he can say uh, I had to eat the dog, or you know, but yeah. for you to have to sell, you know, being a bitch basically is not easy. You know, the part where you were locked in the room with a zombie, I'm like it, it scared me, and I, I mean because because you can just hear you, and um, so. Did, what choices did you make as an actor to make sure that you didn't come across as the person we wanted to get killed? Yeah, I mean, it was it was important just to to play off of Jeremy and to and to give you know the character of Ben something to work with, uh, you know, because he was so uh, even keeled the entire time. Uh, so to try and create a dichotomy between the two and and really embrace the fact that you know Mickey. Mickey hated this world. You know, he absolutely hates it, and, and he gets emotional. And uh, just working off of what, what, any, you know, what Ben was doing uh, was, was awesome. Yeah, but the, the, he's absolutely right. This, I mean, I'm, look, I'm writing the script for myself. So Ben is the fun character. You were the straight man. That's the hardest fucking thing to play is the straight man. Yeah. You have to sit there. And when, I love the, there's an editing choice where you're talking about the eat the dog. You know, I had to kill the dog to eat the dog. And when he says, we're like sharks. And they made a brilliant editing choice to, instead of stay on me who's hamming it up, just cut to Mickey rolling his eyes like I've heard this a thousand times. And he gives so many, you give so many great looks. Because like, that's a lot of what you have to do. I mean, I remember you even voicing it on set a lot like, Oh, here's another scene where Jeremy gets to do a lot of fun stuff, and I have to sit there and watch him. <laughs> uh, but you watching me do that fun stuff, it, it really sells, the, it really sells the, the, the relationship. Right, absolutely. I mean, I was reacting to everything you did. There was, you know, there was never a time where I was checking out because you're really the only thing that I have in this world. So it's like I have to react off everything Aww. you're doing. You're, you're all I have in this that world, too. Romantic moment. But, you know, it, it's true because, you know, uh, a great actor is the reactions too because you can pick out somebody especially in um, horror movies that looks bored I mean I can tell you parts in uh, The Devil's Reject when I'm watching Sherry Moon Zombie and I'm like she is not into the scene at she's all she's always bored I think <laughs> yeah. so you know it's interesting um, Christian when you were shooting it um, yes it, you shot it with the, what, what camera was it I shot it on the Canon 5D Mark II which is a DSLR? Yeah, but it wasn't. It, it didn't feel like handheld at all. It, did you have it on uh, like a two by four, so you got those smooth movements, no. or what you got going on there? If, if you know, if you knew the truth, I had um, an eighty dollar shoulder rig, which was about as smooth as holding the camera in my hands, <laughs> um, and a plastic tripod from Best Buy, <laughs> and nothing else. 
Um, all of the smooth motion in the movie was done in post. It was done in Adobe Premiere. They have a thing called Warp Stabilizer. It's incredible. Wow. Um, it's it's a it's not something you want to use, <laughs> but we had to use it. Uh, that said, now I own uh, uh, like stabilizers galore. <laughs> I own focus pullers. I have a monitor. I, you know, I got a, a full steady cam. None of it got used on this movie. It's just <laughs> sitting there for the next movie because I will never do that again. So, did you only use one camera the whole time, or did you have a couple set up? Or we had five. <laughs> we had one camera. We had we had five people on set. We had you know one. Yeah. It was it was uh, on the technical side. I was holding the camera, and we had the sound guy Nick, who's not here, holding the boom, and that's that was our technical crew, basically. Crazy. So for coverage for the director, I mean, that's got to be difficult. I mean, or do you just hope that the takes you do come out correctly? Well, I, I, I mean, I, you've seen the movie, so a lot of, I like, I mean, I kept telling everybody, I want a lot of long takes. I want a lot of letting things play out in front of the camera. And then everyone's like, oh, well, you got to get coverage. And I was like, no, you don't. You just keep doing the one take until you get it right. <laughs> I mean, I want, that's the aesthetic I was going for. And I think it really shocked Nick, our sound guy, the most, because he's like, well, how am I going to get a boom in there? Like, you've got, you got a guy 40 feet away, and you got a guy you know, five feet away, and they're all in frame. What am I going to do? So he was, he was hiding laves on rocks. And <laughs> you know, everyone's, a giant, everyone's just trying to cope with what I wanted to see. And, and it was awesome. Because I'm not a tech geek. I mean, you know, full disclosure, I don't know jack shit. About cameras, that's why Christian and I are so, are so great. I I see the movie in my head. I know the shots, and I was like, Christian, do that. Make that look good. <laughs> and he did. He was, fucking nailed it. Since you bring up the long takes, I think uh, I think it's especially the 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 first time you do it with the toothbrushes that I I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and it's hilarious. And I think this is incredibly brave for a movie like this to do. Long takes like this, and then, of course, you blow toothbrushes way out <laughs> of the water later on. But what, like, what was the discussion like to say, yeah, we're going to put the camera in a car and beat the shit out of the audience for the last half hour, and then we're going to have them wait through these takes that are fantastic and important takes that are getting a point across and doing character development – but it's a lot to ask from an audience. Was there a lot of hesitance to like? Not on my part, no. I mean, <laughs> there was hesitance on a lot of other people's parts. But I mean, I said from the beginning, uh, number one about the putting the people in the car and beating the shit out of them at the end. I mean, the one of the first aesthetic ideas I had for this movie was it needs to start. And I don't want to say this name because it's like fucking mentioning Jesus. But it want it needs to start like a Terrence Malick movie. It needs to feel wide. It needs to feel green and overgrown and full of nature and the wind and the birds and everything. And then at some point, you just put people in a coffin and never let them out. And I think the contrast between these big wide open spaces and and then just cramming somebody into something and not letting them get out was – I was like, this is how it has to go. And as far as the long takes, I, I always said I think it's really interesting – for instance, if you if you go to the doctor because in a movie, if you go to the doctor to see if you have cancer, you go to the doctor and it cuts to the doctor and he says yes or no. I think it's so much more terrifying to show the guy sitting in the waiting room because we have to you have to do these things in real life. You have to sit and wait for things you don't want to do. When you brush your teeth, it takes two minutes, three minutes to brush your teeth. And I think when you have characters that have nowhere to go and no time frame, no schedule to be on, to force the audience to de to sit through some of the things that you, you would have you have to sit through every day, it's not 
it's not fun for an audience, but it sets up where, what we're trying to accomplish, which is the mundanity of – is that a word? Yes. It is now. It is now. Mundanity of the world <laughs> that they live in. But, well, you know oh, – sorry. But, nope. uh, the, you know, you talk or yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to go because it's a follow-up to my own goddamn question. Whoa. Um, sorry. This is your show. No, you go. Uh, no. The, <laughs> the other thing that is especially with that long take is that I'm sitting there – waiting for Mickey to come back, and I'm thinking through all of the things that might happen and playing them all. Okay, it's going to take a long time. He's going to shoot himself. It's gonna, he's going to come back, and he's going to be dead. He's never going to come back. He's, like, and it, it's almost more interesting because then I, I don't have any idea what's going to happen because I've played through them all. Yeah. Like I, I've thought of everything that you could possibly do, but I don't know which one it's going to be. Um, it's like the end of Clue. You know, it's, you, could, you, could, you could shoot four different endings and then ta- tape them all together, and it would be, it would be just as shocking. Reshoots. Yeah. Do that. But, yeah, I mean, it had to be a, been a choice because uh, you also made the choice to not show what Mickey was doing when he was running away, um, which uh, plays into James' question where, you know, you're just thinking. In, in my head, I was thinking, well, the zombies aren't leaving the car, so he must have got eaten as soon as he jumped out or something. Um, uh, that actually, you know, that's a sound question for Christian because I know he did a lot of work yeah. to make the, the zombie sounds kind of trail off a little bit and then come back. It's, it's still not perfect yet. Um, the, the zombie sounds do get quieter when he leaves. A lot of them drop out and they slowly come back. But I think it's so gradual that it, nobody notices it and I need to make it much more apparent. Or it might have been the echo too in the room. That's true. Well, yeah, we were we were in the second the second row, so everything was the same, <laughs> very very loud level. Yeah, I so. will say on a, on a, on a you know just to answer your question about the decision not to show that stuff is I don't hate the audience at all, and I, and I actually think and and, and I say, I see you know, seeing it with a public audience for the first time and seeing it with our friends and family last week for the first time. Uh, it, it reminds you that there's a lot of entertaining moments and a lot, and a lot of funny stuff and a lot, a lot of things for people to get in, engaged in. I don't hate the audience, but I don't want to – with this movie, I don't want to give them what they want. I don't want you to see brains being exploded. I don't want you to see Mickey being pulled down into a horde of zombies and being ripped apart and guts being pulled out. That's not what the movie was about. I mean, I'd love to make a movie where – I'd love to make Dead Alive and just, like, <laughs> splatter the fuck out of everything. But, you know, that's just not what we're plus, going for here. Plus, we made, we made a rule very early on that once they're in the car, it never leaves the car. The camera, uh, the camera never cuts away from the car, and in fact, every sh- every scene in the car is in one take in the car. Even though there's obviously a very long one, all the other ones are just very short one take scenes in mm-hmm. the car, and they're all handheld with no rigs on purpose to kind of just make it totally different from the first half of the movie. Yeah, so. I also just want to quickly apologize to the filmmakers of Grabbers. I really wanted to watch it, but now we're doing this fucking podcast while it's playing upstairs. Um, I'm having a great time doing this, but I, I just want to say that. <laughs> you can hear it. You can hear it just I moving. can hear people being grabbed. <laughs> so an embarrassing scene for you was obviously the masturbation scene. Oh, that's um, awesome. yes. is, but you jumped into it. Is there any hesit? Because for a movie like this, you have to sell what you're doing. And you do it. Is there was there any hesitation in doing the scene, or was it awesome because no, it was I mean, crazy? It was, I wouldn't say it was awesome. Also, the, <laughs> the, fir- the first take of that scene went on for way too long, and I was just I kept kind of peering out of the side of my eye, waiting for Jeremy to cut the no, scene. I, lo- I love it. You did do it for like, like oh my six God. minutes, it and then you like, just turned to me and you go, 
how long are we gonna fucking do this? Yes. I mean, I was tired. I was get, I was actually getting tired. But you know, there's there's no sense in really doing a scene like that unless you're gonna commit all the way. And I think that that was you know that was the most important thing to do in that scene. So it was uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was a fun scene. We had a nice laugh about it. But uh, it was important to not not ham it up because you see so many scenes like that in movies where it's just it's laughable because it's not believable. Yeah. Well, I will say I, I think masturbation scenes are the hardest scenes to pull off in movies. They're rare, they're, they're, they do tend to be laughable. But I said I told people from the beginning I want this to be my again I'm sounding so pretentious here but I wanted this to be the uh, fucking cutting off the ear scene in Reservoir Dogs yeah. I want people to just be uncomfortable they want, they're going to laugh and they're going to be uncomfortable and it was asking so much of Adam and Elise to pull that scene off and honestly when we were done I was like you fucking did it like you turned like the most ridiculous scene in the script into like a really fucking good script I mean good scene well it works because too you know the audience wants to be released from it too and the release for the character and the zombie is a head explosion and it's just boom and it's it's great and uh, the, the lines coming from Ben's character is just spot on and uh, and, and shot beautifully through blood yes. and uh, yeah. laughing it, it, it's fantastic thank you thank you you said release too many times while talking about a masturbation I'm, scene uh, that, that was the point anybody else like am I joke there come on oh, now no, I just... <laughs> no I mean I kept saying that I mean that's what I mean we had a big a big issue with editing that scene a lot and I was like it needs to build the weight uh, you, when you're jerking off it builds <laughs> starts off slow and then it gets a little rough and then you're building towards the, towards a release and I was like the scene needs to be cut that way it needs to start slow and then slowly get faster and then that gunshot needs to be money shot, <laughs> money shot. <laughs> make fun of my jokes I'm clever <laughs> uh, Brad you got Brad, a question does Brad talk? No. Uh, <laughs> That's a oh, I didn't even oh, see. He, he, just, he just pulled a mic out like a rabbit from a hat. <laughs> I haven't seen That's it a long-running joke on our podcast rabbit. is, how much is Brad going to say this week? I don't know. It's... Turn on your <laughs> mic. <laughs> That's the second time I've done this today. Uh, like I, I make films myself, so I'm just kind of sitting there watching like, and imagining like, how you guys did this. So it seems disingenuous because I kind of know... Uh, from my own process, like what probably happened, so it's hard, hard to pick out questions. To, um, I'm, I'm, he didn't I'm, like our movie. No, no I, he, he, didn't, he doesn't no, he have anything to say. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> he's, he's usually stone faced. It in the felt movie, like the battery in my head, like feeding back and forth. Like, oh, when's it over? No, no I, I know no, what you mean because there are certain things where, like, there are scenes where I want to ask, like, okay, when you were talking, when you guys, were, when you were out of the car and you were yelling, was that ADR? Because how did you even have two mics to do that? Why are you I don't want to ask them that. No, because I don't want to know. I don't want to know <laughs> because when there's a movie made for six thousand dollars and wait, you wait, ask the tech questions, you Christian needs to answer <laughs> stuff. When, when he was out of the car and he was yelling, what? Okay, all right, all right. right. Now, fine, I'll ask the fucking question. Um, <laughs> hey, be nice to the guest, dude. We are hostile right I'm, now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 I'm setting up a trap. No, I, I, no, it's cool. I'm being a dick to him. I'm no, going to hit you all. The, <laughs> the scene when you get out of the car and, and you're at the hotel and you're waiting to, to bat the character, to, to bat the zombies and you want Mickey to do it. Uh, it I, you, you know. Spoiler it, alert. It sounds like it might be 80 yard. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It so, is. so I lose. ADR grown. No. <laughs> I, I was just saying. It is. It's ADR. It's the, I mean, yeah. there is nothing. There is nothing real in that scene. Well, um, yeah. Oh, oh for, wow. And there's no sound effects. There's nothing real in that scene. Period. Um, and it shows. <laughs> well, that's the only place it does, though. Yeah, it's and hard. It's, yeah. it's still a work in progress. <laughs> that's, that's revision three. Because I'm. I did the sound mixing on the movie too. 
And I don't do sound mixing. <laughs> um, just like I did the score mixing on the movie. Um, so I'm really hoping that we can get a real sound mixer to step in and do a final mix on the movie. Oh, wow. um, because the ADR is great. It's yeah. just the effects on it are not great. But I, th- um, I think the sound through most of the movie is fantastic. Well, all of the movie. There's nothing... Uh, in fact, I don't know if it was you that did it, but whoever chose the sound effect for throwing a battery into the woods, I knew I was gonna, I, I knew I was going to love the movie from that's, then on. That's my sister Alicia. She, she oh. they, they, nicely they, done. Yeah, her and her boyfriend Michael did uh, I think like eight hundred pieces of foley, foley for the movie, oh. and then I had to mix the eight hundred pieces of foley, which I don't claim to know how to do. <laughs> I got to say, I do love my job. I wish it was my job. It's not my job, but I do love saying. Uh, can you do this? You need to. I need you to do this, and then they do it. Um, for instance, the the gross zombie who gets out of the car. I was like, it's the only time you f- we fire a gun at someone's face yeah. in in frame. Yeah. I was like, we just need just an entry wound and maybe a puff of something. Just something has to be there. And then it was like, the next day, is this okay? And I was like, yeah, good, done, <laughs> great, thank you. Wow. Actually, oh. I, I would like to ask, uh, out of the whole production, what was the most complicated thing, most most frustrating thing to do? Like, Oh, my God. The whole thing. Yeah. No. Um, God. I don't know. It, well, it seemed like all the, all the hardest things turned out to be the easiest things, and all the easy things turned out to be hard. Like, it, we, we did takes of us just walking up to a cabin. You know, like, <laughs> it, that, something like that would take three hours, and then we do the back of the car, you know, the, that, that long take in one shot. They gave me they gave me so much shit because we'd be we'd be walking on rocky paths and I would be holding the camera handheld and I'd be like we have to do it again and they'd be like oh we've been doing this shot for an hour and I'm like all I all I have is my hands you want to you want to do it you want to do it like first try get me a steady cam (laughs) but I mean yeah but if you want to talk about like what was just the most daunting was clearly the road at the end Um, we we had one road it was in it was it was right on a road with a school. We we got the town to let us shut it down for like two days, and we had like over forty pages to shoot in those two days with extras and makeup effects, and it was raining and it was getting dark. I mean, it's and just the car it's broke down. and the car, oh the car exploded. <laughs> the car didn't break down. The car exploded. Let me just say that Volvo, you cracked a beer off. Off, 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 I fucking, I will kill you. <laughs> we have like, a, by the way, let it be known that all of the people who came with me are not watching Grabbers either. They're sitting here watching us do this. Thank you. Um, no, the car, the Volvo, we drove it around. I bought it for $600 on Craigslist. Oh, wow. We needed it. It was a, it was a character in the movie. And then we drove it all around for 14 days. And on the two days that we needed it to be on the road, it was on the top of a mountain. We got it up there and then it just went, I literally parked it and I was like, I think this is a good spot. And then I went, no, actually, let me move it up like 50 feet. Cranked it again, and it just went. <laughs> smoke started coming out. Black sludge started like pouring out of it. <laughs> like the engine just literally exploded. And for the next two days of filming, we would just have to 
put it in neutral and roll it to where we wanted it and then roll it off the road when we, when, when we wrapped and roll it back on. And then by the time we shot the last scene in the car, we called the junk guy and he came and just picked it up and took it away. <laughs> <laughs> gave, us, gave us $300 for it and just took it away. And Did fucked up all the reshoots. Yeah, no more reshoots for that. <laughs> Did he ask about all the blood inside? We, we cleaned it up pretty good, but yeah, it was a little sticky. There may have been some garbage in the back. <laughs> I think that teddy bear was in there. That big teddy bear was in there. That's sad. That was funny because that brought a laugh to the audience that just throwing the teddy bear in there. That's a great Yeah, it moment. is nice to see the audience laugh at stuff you, don't, you, you haven't heard before. That's How long cool. did the movie take you to shoot? Uh, so we had a 14-day schedule with, with two days of safety. Is that right? Yeah. And we used well, 16 days. Wow. Um, that's it. When you guys are split up, too. Like, there's some of you in Connecticut and some of you in Florida, right? Some of us in New York. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Yeah, he's in New York. Uh, Adam's New York. Jeremy's Connecticut. I'm Florida. So, but but it, New York and Connecticut. Jeremy lives in a suburb of New York in Connecticut. Oh, okay. So and Christian's rich because he makes cookbooks. So I was like, fly up here and make this movie now. <laughs> you make cookbooks? Yeah, I make cookbooks for a living. So what, you know, what cookbooks do you make for a living? I make cookbooks for QVC, the oh, yeah? television shopping channel. I spend all my Sundays there. You spend what? I I don't really spend all my Sundays on QVC. Oh, I was gonna say, well, they sell my cookbooks on the Sundays. I, I'm going QVC. to now. Um, but yeah, that's it. And, and it was like always. It's always like, oh, we'll just get Christian to pay for it. No, oh, okay. yes. I don't know if I ever said we'll get Christian. No, to pay for it. I, I just, just do expected. It. It. I just do it. He's, oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna make some Blu-rays. They're gonna cost me six hundred dollars. <laughs> it's cool. Did they cost six hundred dollars? I think they cost four hundred. But okay. you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> They're cool. I would pay for my one copy that I have. It's worth the four hundred dollars. That's why. Aww. So what's Otherwise, the, nothing's going to happen. What's the next step for you guys? Where do you go from here? Is your film debuting in other festivals, or is it being distributed? <laughs> no, because Fantastic Fest shit on us. <laughs> they hey. did not. No, they didn't shit on us I at all. They just them. didn't. I mean, they just, we just never heard from them. Yeah. Uh, sadly, never heard from them. Or Scream Fest. Fest. Those are the only three festivals we've submitted to. So we're going to do another round of submissions. We've got a lot of, like, getting a lot of emails from distribution companies here and there and hither and thither. And I think we just need to start bombing everyone with the disc and, and see what happens from that. And I'm writing and Christian's trying to write and we'll, we'll get something else going pretty soon here. I think it's going to happen. I think so too. I, like I said, it's unique and take it from somebody. I am telling you, I've seen so many zombie movies that it'd blow your mind. Have you seen return to the uh, living dead rave to the grave? Cause I own it. So, <laughs> Um, I will tell you that yours is above many of them. That's uh, awesome. Thank you. And yeah, so we, we really appreciate you guys taking time to talk to us and showing the movie to us and not making the zombies characters. I told your girlfriend Kelly that I'm glad I didn't see any doctor zombies or <laughs> stuff. They look oh, like you must have missed the lifeguard zombie because she, that's what she wore. She came to set in a lifeguard in a lifeguard outfit. You were in the middle of the woods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> There's only so much we could do to wrangle these zombies in our, in our, in our uh, schedule, so they just showed up wearing whatever they wanted, and she was a lifeguard. But and I she was drunk, I think, the I whole time. I didn't notice her, so hats off. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, boys? No, that's it. Online, find you. I actually have a question for you guys. What the heck do you do with all this audio when you guys get home? We don't know yet. I'm like, (laughs) you really fucking don't know yet. How how much do you think you've recorded here at the fest? Today? Three three hours? At the fest? Yeah. 
Just today. Um, Paul Salmon was an hour and 20 minutes. Um, and Wait, then, Paul Salmon got more time than we did? Well, you can um, see. What else do you guys want to talk well, about? He has we'll a, about he a elongated career. He a page book about just Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> just Blade Runner. I got stuck with Paul Salmon at a coffee shop for an hour and 20 minutes. You oh, can't not no. talk to him for a hun- an hour and 20 when minutes. We first, when we first met him, I had to shoo him away because I was like, I don't want to hear all the stories now. We were going to record this later. Like, I need it on wax. Don't <laughs> tell me everything good now. On so, wax. <laughs> well, because this is a giant wax wheel. Why are you asking him what to do with all the audio? No, because I, I just feel like sorry for... If it's, if it's, <laughs> who has to, has to go home and edit this stuff. I've heard every second of every podcast hey, of this. Hey, Brad, uh, Christian and I actually started a podcast called Pterodactyl Face, and we recorded six episodes and never edited them. We're just going to send that shit to you, too. <laughs> Sweet. Pterodactyl Face. I love it. But where can we find you guys online? Uh, TheBatteryMovie.com, um, at TheBatteryMovie on Twitter, and then Christian, myself, and Adam all have... Uh, email address is Christian at OhannaFilms.com, Jeremy at OhannaFilms.com, and Adam at OhannaFilms.com. And email us and ask us where you can get the movie, and then we'll tell you. We'll just won't email you. and then. Uh, <laughs> but we really appreciate you emailing us and asking us to buy 10 Blu-rays like someone did the other day. I was like, no, oh, you wow. can't do that yet. We have uncleared music, but thank you for all. <laughs> oh, so some of it is still unclear. So, there's a couple songs that's it, un- unclear. It's, we have festival licenses, though. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. So you just can't distribute it. Yeah. And if you're wondering where your interview will show up, it'll be on our website, and we'll have links to all your guys' stuff. Nice and, segue. Uh, <laughs> hey, thanks, Kelly. <laughs> the one fan. Oh, our God. number one fan. <laughs> we have one fan. <laughs> well, thanks. now you have four fans. Oh, thank Aww. you. And you have three fans of your wonderful movie. Oh, thank God, you so, so much, good. guys. It was a real pleasure. Yep. Yeah, thanks thank for letting you. us see your movie. Yeah, yeah thank that, you for... Thanks for giving us the Blu-ray copy so I can watch it again right away. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do, do rip it and torrent it. Don't do that, please. <laughs> I don't even know how to torrent. Please don't do that. We'll, we'll wait till you make lots of money, yeah. and then, then yeah. we'll... Yeah, then you don't feel bad. I'm going to sell yeah. it on like, eBay I later. I just <laughs> downloaded uh, Snow White and the Huntsman because I don't give a shit. I'm <laughs> only, I'm only going to throw it on torrents 20 years from now when you're old and crazy and you go back in and CG and all the stuff that you wanted to do. <laughs> That's when I'll throw the good edition. version on the internet. Fair enough. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So once again, I want to thank the people who made the battery. I mean, you guys are really cool to sit down with us and learning about their process of making the movie because for 6000 bucks, man, that's a pretty impressive movie for Oh, it. it's very impressive. Uh, we, we talked a little bit in the interview about the eight-minute single take of Jeremy in the car where they don't show what's happening outside, which yeah. is, is kind of scary, too. What a tremendous idea it's of daunting. just showing probably the most... The best tactic is maybe, like, if you have a fortress that you can rely on, of just waiting things out, you know? Like, most other movies, like, oh, we got to move on. There's got to be action. But I like their approach to just being, you could probably, as long as the car, the glass holds and the windows, you could probably just wait this out and hope someone comes along and takes them all out for you. And you have to have pretty big balls to do a, a shot like that in your first feature and keep it on there. Yeah. Um, so I'll go ahead and say thank you so much again, um, everybody who was involved with the battery who talked to us. Uh, there will be more interviews from the Telluride Horror Show. We have the director of a short called Chili, which is one of my favorites from there. I'm not just saying that because he sat down on our show. I mean, I really no. love this short. And also uh, A Quiet Girl's Guide to Violence. Violence which is really good as well. Raphael, he sat down with us. And we also talked to a film historian 
John Salmon. He, Paul uh, Salmon. Paul, Paul Salmon, thank you. He uh, he sat down with us for like an hour and a half. It was awesome. It was awesome. And But this isn't the only horror show we did. We also did the Mile High Horror Fest, which we have a lot of interviews for, too. Um, Jonathan Tiersten, who was in Perfect House. I talked about that movie a couple weeks ago. Um, your friend, who you knew, Richard, correct, made Dead Box, which won the audience award from the Mahai Horror Fest. The writer of Final Destination, Jeffrey Reddick. Also one of the directors from the Blair Witch Project. Um, we have a lot. Yeah. Um, so just stay tuned, because these are going to be sprinkled in midweek sometime, whenever Brad puts them up. Yep. Yeah. Um, so be on a lookout for these. And if you like what you hear, you know, just let us know. And we have contact information we, with the filmmakers. We can email them and maybe you have questions for them that we didn't answer in our little um, interviews we had with them. Yeah. So. And and anything, you know, if you go go look up the battery online and see if they're, they're getting a chance to show it anywhere. And if we find out about where it's going to be, we will let you know because it's really, really, really cool and special and not like anything else you're going to see. Um, so we want people to go see it and yeah, you know, and I'm sure if you do get a chance to see it. I'm sure that it'll probably, if it, if it's not on any of our top 10 lists at the end of the year, I'm sure it's probably going to get some kind of special jury prize cause it's really good. So you'll hear more about this movie for sure. And I'm sure Brad, um, will put a link on the website so you can go check out their Twitter page, their website, which they do have, and you can kind of see their processes too. And yeah. maybe you can ask for it to come to one of your festivals in your hometown, which you should. Yeah. Because it's a unique experience. So I hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned for a lot more because you'll <laughs> be hearing a lot of great interviews from the real nerds. There's a lot to come. Thank you. Bye. Bye.